0: All right, everyone, I'm back with another podcast. It's been a while. I feel like that's how I start every podcast now. What the heck? This is irresponsible. The police are going to be called on me for not keeping up a regularly scheduled program. But oh, well. Today's program is about creativity and specifically like the creative cycle. My very first Podcast was the creative mind. And it's entirely possible that I'll just repeat myself in this podcast and say everything that I said in that one, but I don't think it's the same thing. And I'm not going to go back and listen to the first one to make sure I'm not repeating myself. Lazy, lazy show prep. Oh, well. But the creative cycle. So it's not, we're not talking about actual creativity, like the actual process when it comes time to do it. We're talking about the time in between and the cycle of incubation, inspiration, and then getting started. What gets me thinking about this a lot is being on YouTube and having my creative cycle shortened, where I just have to come up with stuff on a regular schedule, where I'm doing a video one, two, three times a week. And when I first started doing that, as you may have heard me say before, I didn't think I could keep up three videos a week, like I just wouldn't have ideas. And there were times in there, stretches of weeks I would say, where I really didn't have much to go on, but I still put something out, you know? If it were left up to me entirely without a deadline, I might never post anything if I was just waiting for inspiration. I might post something, who knows, maybe it would be once a week, but maybe it would be once a month, I don't know. So I've got to force myself to just to do something because I think I'm too easy on myself, Creativity, Creatively, when I don't have a deadline. Part of it is just naturally, I am not as prolific as others. Uh, you might look at my output on YouTube and be like, what are you talking about? But I, I don't know, I compare myself to other people who are super prolific and I feel like I am not there. I am not the kind of person who can just constantly churn out things. And when I am in that position of putting out things very often, I start to feel like I am treading water and I'm not really doing what I want to do. And sometimes it's only in retrospect where you look at it and you're like, oh, that was actually good. Like, that's the thing is that creativity isn't as personal maybe as we think of it being. Like, I always am, I'm like, I got to express my imagination and stuff like that. I've got to get the stuff in my head out into the world. And when I'm kind of rushing myself, it's more like uh, I've just got to do something that is passable. And maybe it's not that great of an idea, but whatever. But then you look at it later, or I, you know, I look at some of my own videos later where I felt like I was kind of rushing it. I'm like, oh, actually, that was better than the ones where I feel like I'm really digging into something deep because it's it really isn't a personal process as much as it feels like it is as much as you want it to be creativity flows through you it's not something that you create it's not creativity isn't something you create as weird as that sounds it's not something that is uh generated by you it's something that flows through you from somewhere else i think it's like an energy you harness. You're just, you're a lightning rod, and things come in from the ether and go through you and manifest themselves in some kind of form, whatever that may be. And that's why it's difficult to force it. I think when it's different, for me, deadlines are different than just forcing it. If I'm trying to force myself to be creative, it's usually not very good, and it turns into a very self conscious, awkward, wooden, sort of thing. Whereas with a deadline, you would think maybe that's forcing you, but no, it doesn't. Because it takes out all of that that element of forcing myself. Because w- when you're hard up on a deadline, you're not forcing yourself to do something anymore. The clock is forcing you to do it. Time itself is forcing you to do it. And so it, it just takes out all of the, the force from it. You, it's the way of accelerating it to just let it happen. It's like putting things in a pressure cooker. You don't do anything. You just let the pressure cooker do its own thing. That's the whole thing about creativity is that if you, if you poke at it too much, if you get too aware of it and you restrict it too much, then it withers, which is a problem I often have is you've got to get yourself in this very free mindset, which is not perhaps the most uh, natural thing for me, but you've got to get yourself in that open and free mindset to just let stuff happen because once again creativity is something that is channeled it's not something that you are generating out of yourself. And of course the creative cycle comes into play here because there there's a spectrum of creativity and how prolific someone can be. Some people will come out with, you know, if you take an example of novelists, there are novelists who come out with a book every year or two, and there are some that come out with one every 10 years, and they're just going at their own pace. I mean, who knows? The people who are more prolific might just be forcing it for the sake of money. Maybe they have ghostwriters. I don't know. I I hope, naively, that most of them don't. But the kind of person who can only write one book every 10 years, for instance, Donna Tart, who wrote The Goldfinch, she's only written three books over the last 30 years. That's because she comes out with one every 10 years. That's the pace she has to work at in order to make it work. And she said she's written books in a year before and she didn't enjoy it. It wasn't any fun. And that's the other thing about creativity is that it has there has to be an element of fun and excitement to it. Certainly, there can be creative works where you kind of suffer for them, you know, if because creativity has, can express any, any human experience, you know, including the, the sad ones, the traumatic ones, etc. So creativity isn't always a happy thing, but I think even when you're expressing something sad, it feels good. If there's like, fun describes it a lot of the time, but maybe it, you could describe it more accurately as like a rush. You know, you get a rush from creativity, from, from the creative act. And when, you, uh, when you're when you forcing it, when you're going faster than you should, it's not fun. You don't get that rush. You just feel like it becomes craft at that point, craftsmanship. And this isn't to spit on that, to poo-poo the craft of anything, because you need that as well. I'm not, I'm not going 100% hippie here and saying that you got to be... You got to be just like receiving the the signals from elsewhere, <laughs> you know, you got to be waiting for inspiration that if you go too far in that extreme, you're never going to come out with anything. And ironically, I feel like if that's all you rely on, the stuff that you produce really isn't going to be that good. You have to have a help a healthy mix of inspiration and then striking at the right point because it's this it's this thing of like I used harnessing lightning before a lightning rod if you that's not the best way to continue this metaphor but it's sort of like I don't know catching a fish I never fish but this might be inaccurate to fishing but here let me just paint it this way you have to know when to pull the fish in you can't just yank the line out at any time because there might not be a fish on it and you can't just let the fish stay in the water on the line forever once it's there. You have to kind of time it to pull it in at the right time. There is that timing element of it. And sometimes you can't rely on that feeling of comfort and safety when you're doing it. You have to... There's an element of uh, taking a leap. Sometimes if you wait too long, if you let the inspiration simmer too long, it will overcook you know maybe that's the better metaphor is cooking it's like you you got to let stuff simmer for a while at least for me there are a lot of ideas i have to let simmer until i feel like they're ready but you can't just leave it on the stove forever until it serves itself on a plate cuz it won't you have to go in there at the right time you've got to get in there when it's done when it's golden brown when it is uh when the rice has fully absorbed the water but before it burns you've got to Get in there at the right time to plate it up, put it on a dish and serve it to you and your loved ones around the dinner table. Same thing with creativity. You got to wait for the ideas to percolate to a certain point, but then you got to take it off the stove and it feels, it can feel a little bit scary when you do that though, because sometimes you're wondering, am I taking it off too soon? am I going to this idea before it's ready? And there have been many times where I've done that with uh, different ideas I've had. And, you know, the worst thing that can happen is you start to work on it and you realize this ain't done. And you got to stop as soon as you can. <laughs> because you, d- you don't want to follow it all the way through. Once you've realized you've, you've opened it up too early, you got to put it back. Because if you try to work on it all the way to the end, you're going to end up with something that isn't Right. Like you're never really going to come up with exactly what you want when you're being creative. But when you when you're really using a undeveloped embryonic kind of idea, it's not going to be anywhere close. It's not going to be in the right ballpark of what you want. And if you finish it all the way to the end, it feels like you've exhausted it and you it's difficult to put it back and let it reform. So there's that element of timing, getting it off at the right time. And if you happen to take it off early, you got to get rid of it as fast as you can and put it back. Don't finish it. Don't work on it. Don't force it, because that's the other. Once you take it out and you start to work on it, the craft part of it, it's done simmering in your mind, and now you've got to actually work it into something that is real that other people can enjoy, or maybe not enjoy. Maybe you're, uh, I don't know, writing a book about. a war-torn country, something that people can take in and appreciate for what it is. In order to do that, you've got to work it. And when you have an undeveloped idea, you have to overwork it. And when you're overworking something, it becomes, as I said before, self-conscious because you're you're using a bunch of tricks instead of letting it flow. That's the best thing, man, when you time it perfectly and you get a creative idea and you just you just have it, and it that's why people say sometimes when they're like writing, for instance, like it's just writing itself. This book is writing itself. Sometimes when I'm making YouTube videos, oftentimes they feel like they're just filming themselves. I'm not laboring to make it work. Like if you were to have, you know, if it's, <laughs> I'm just loving this cooking metaphor. If you're given the wrong ingredients, like you can try to force it into something it's not, but it's not gonna be the right thing. You know, you gotta wait until you have the right stuff. If you're sculpting something and you're using the wrong kind of stone, no matter how good you are at it, you're you're not gonna get it right and you're gonna be like over-reliant on the tricks that you know to pull it out and it's still not gonna be right. I'm a big believer in Taking time off, and this is something that's been a challenge for me on YouTube, not to, this is not to complain at all, like I love YouTube, I don't think I need a break from it, but sometimes I do wonder like what kind of stuff would be coming out of my brain if there was like a fallow period, you know, in farming where they plant crops in a field and then for some of them you have to, for some of the crops you have to let the field go fallow for a year where there's nothing growing in order for the soil to replenish the nutrients. It's the same with creativity. You can't, uh, depending on what it is, depending on you, you can't just constantly be doing the same thing over and over again, you, you know, going to the same well, because it'll run dry, because the ideas will be gone. And uh, for me, for instance, with writing, I can't write prolifically. I have to go every once in a while, because the ideas especially in a longer work like a play or a novel, the ideas have to simmer in my subconscious for a long time before they're ready to come out. And I think a lot of what it has to do with is when we are being artistic, when we are creating works that are trying to connect with people, we have to draw from something, from our own experience, our own understanding of the world. And in many ways, there are many artists that you can point to where they do the same thing over and over again. They're obsessed with certain themes. They're obsessed with certain characters. So it seems like maybe they don't even realize that they are. But there's there's just... There's like one story or there's one theme that they get stuck on for a while, if not their whole career. And every work that they make is like circling this one thing and trying to pull something new out of it. And if you're constantly... Constantly working, constantly creating, and you're around these few things, you're going to start repeating yourself. You know what I mean? And there, there, are, uh, there are worse things to do, I guess, than repeat yourself, which is probably what I'm doing here. But it's, <laughs> it's like you, you can't really control what you're interested in and the, the stuff that you're compelled to be creative about. You know, it's just whatever your brain is hooked on. And that's why it's good to kind of let things develop for a while. You can't force it. You, you can feed your brain with different things. And you can come at it from different angles. And that can be good. Specifically on YouTube, it's a good thing to constantly be shifting your footing a bit. And I think with any creative endeavor, you've got to be trying new things and changing how you're looking at stuff, how you're going about what you're doing. And uh, the best way to do that, I think, is to take inspiration from other people. And in a way, just copy them, just start by copying them. See, what are they doing here? What's at work here? And do that. That can give you a lot of mileage when you're trying to, uh, when when you're on that kick where you're doing the same, you're like locked onto a certain theme, you're doing the same thing over and over again, because you just want to explore in depth this one element of the human experience and by kind of changing what you might call the um, the vehicle of that or the form the form isn't quite the right word or the the medium of what you're doing there's another word that I'm looking for, but I can't think of it but when you're when you're shifting around and not just doing the same looking at the same thing from the same perspective with the same tools and the same approach every time when you force yourself to as I said, circle around this thing that you're, you're fixated on. That really juices up the creativity. That really sends you into new places. You know, you look at the Beatles, for example, they never stuck to the same sound for long. Over the course of eight years, they changed dramatically like once a year, uh, if not twice a year they were never stayed still but if you look at the kind of songs they were writing they were yeah sure they developed as songwriters and tried new things but a lot of times it was it was just the idiom that's the word i was looking for the idiom that changed the arrangement that changed how they approached a the song the songs themselves that they wrote in 1969 if you just look at the notes on the page may have been very similar to the ones they wrote in 1963, but it was everything around it. That was changing. It was their approach to writing the song. It was their, It was how they recorded it. You can take that into, into any creative endeavor you do so that you, you are, you're kind of forcing yourself into new avenues because if, if you just left up to your own devices, and you're not consciously forcing yourself to do something different, you're gonna do the same thing over and over and over. You've got a conscious, it's like a conscious thing. I think there are some people out there who just naturally don't wanna ever do the same thing twice and it would never, they would have to consciously try to do the same thing over and over again. But then there are other people out there whose personality is naturally just inclined to always do the same thing. Uh, follow a routine, go go over the same pattern, and it takes a conscious effort to say, "Oh, I've identified this one element. Let me try something different." You know, <laughs> with this podcast, I've never really tried that much different. I I interviewed some people. That was something different for me, at least, and it took like a it, there's this there's this whole feeling of. Fanciness, where it's like I know I can't stay in the same place for long and a lot of that is audience focused like I'm sure that there are some people who just make art for themselves that's not me like I I always create stuff with the audience in mind and I'm always thinking about what's their reaction going to be and I'm always one of my fears is getting the audience bored you know Uh, that's like Probably my biggest fear as a creator of anything, whether it's YouTube or whether it's like a play I write, I don't want the audience to be bored. So you've, you're constantly coming up with ways to make them say, oh, things that make you go, hmm, you know, ways where they're, it's the unexpected presenting, even if you're giving them the same information over and over to give it to them in an unexpected way. Uh and it's not just boredom in terms of your own work, you know, just being aware of what you've done before and trying to deviate a little bit from it so that people are uh, surprised, refreshed from your work, but also being aware of what other people are doing that's similar to you. Uh, if you're an, any kind of artist, any kind of creative person, whatever field you're in, you have to be aware of what everyone else is doing in that field. If you're a painter, you need to be familiar with what other painters are doing and the history of painting. Now, maybe you don't have to be up and up on every new thing that comes out. I mean, that, that can have the opposite effect sometimes of, of totally uh, deflating your creativity because you're just too aware of what other people are doing. But you can't go into any creative realm in a vacuum and just do your own thing you have to be aware of what other people have done, especially the greats. I mean, at the very least you need to know what the movers and shakers in that form have done, and if there's anything new going on now. And depending on what form you're in, you, you might not have to look any more recently than you know 50 years ago. But if you're on something like YouTube, it's changing so often you've got to at least keep up with you know what's the trend for the last month or so and even that can be too late so to me creativity has never been a inward thing sure it is it, there is this element of i need i want to express my imagination and get that out there but it's also like i need to keep an audience interested in it i need to give them a reason to uh to to uh take this in whatever it is I why do they care about me? That's a big thing to to realize as an artist is that you your reason for liking something you've made is because you made it and it expresses you, but no one else cares about that. They care about it because it speaks to them, you know? And you can't ever lose sight of that. And part of something speaking to them is that they're a little bit surprised, like every every good artwork has some kind of element of surprise in it uh, because people don't want to feel like they've seen it before because if they've seen it before, why not just look at the old thing that they've seen before? Why create something new that's just a total retread of something else? Of course, the development of uh, any kind of artwork and your creativity, you can't do something totally new. It's like sort of a... Millimeter by millimeter thing. So a lot of what you do is already going to be done. But there's an element that you can throw onto it that's your own. And I really like the idea of that creative cycle where you can be you're creating and then you go away for a while, and you come back with something new, giving you time to regroup, like a halftime at a football game or something, you know, time to to replan to see how things went and to brainstorm about what can I do next. And when you're doing some major artwork, like a novel, for example, that's a much more plausible or feasible course of action to take, to take some time off in between. Uh, me doing YouTube, the most I can take off is like, you know, four days. So there, there's sometimes, like I said, there are times where I'm like, what would happen I've wondered about this, like what would happen if I took a few months off and then came back with something totally different. But in a way that would become self-conscious, you know? There's something good about being constantly uh, under under the microscope, constantly in the eyes of your audience because you're able to gauge almost on a daily basis what the reaction is and while it might, seem fun to do something where you go away for a while, I'm just talking about YouTube now, and then come back with something totally weird, that would ultimately not be very fulfilling and probably not very successful either. People generally, unless you're a genius, and you know, maybe, (laughs) I don't think that I'm at genius level yet, but if I was, that might be a good course of action. Um, there are some people, it also has to do with popularity. Someone like Casey Neistat, great YouTuber, although he's a little, he's past his peak now, but if he went away for a while, is he away? I knew he, uh, I don't, I'm bad show prep. He moved to LA from New York city, but like if he went away for months and then came back with this totally new thing he was doing, people might eat that up. He kind of did that at the beginning of this year or the beginning of 2018 when he was doing, uh. 368. And he was in a suit in every video, but eventually that fell apart and he went back to what he'd been doing because he couldn't make it didn't seem like it was fully cooked. You know, he, he hadn't thought it through completely. But yeah, it's a, it's an interesting thing, the creative cycle. And it's this thing where it's like you can't force it. You can't it's almost like you can't see it. You can't you can't make things work you just kind of have to relax yourself to a point where you're getting where you free yourself there is an element of craft as i said but that comes later when you're when you're in the creative in the creative cycle before you get to the craft part of actually creating something it's just a bunch of half-baked ideas flying around in your head Bouncing around and you've got to wait long enough for them to find each other and stick together and congeal into some bigger idea That's like oh Sometimes you surprise yourself and I'm like I didn't even know that that was an idea that would come out of these other ideas and Then you're like it's ready now. Let me take this To my craft table and hammer something out. Let me go to my smithing or smithing whatever bench let me up my smithing skill <laughs> and forge this amulet. But yeah, I want to encourage all of you who are creative people to just relax. Like, keep, keep the audience in mind, yeah. Make deadlines for yourself. That's good. But relax. You got to relax yourself. You can't force it. You've got to let the creativity flow through you rather than trying to force it out from some recess of your subconscious. You've, just, you've got to let it just pour out of you naturally. That's the only way it works. In the meantime, work on your skills, the actual skills you'll use to implement the creativity and the ideas you have. And consciously think of what can I do different? How can I challenge myself? What little thing can I tweak to make this new and surprising not only for the audience but for me too? There's that. It's this push-pull of the subconscious and the conscious and letting those two balance out to bring something creative to fruition in a way where it is uh, true to its form. That's about all I have to say for today. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. You are a gem, make sure you're following me on uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you're listening, because you'll want to be notified whenever I post the next one, which may be three months from now, who knows? Maybe I'll get some other dope guests. I, I had some others planned. I even like announced them, and then I never got them on the channel. They fell through. L- very bad follow-through on my part. I am, I am so bad at follow-through. I'm the worst, Jerry. The worst. But we'll see. You never know. Get some people. No, now that I have more subscribers on YouTube, I look more legit. So I can get. You know, maybe I'll get some heavy hitters on here. Maybe I'll get fricking. Uh, trying to think of someone absurd. I. I don't even know. I'm. I'm babbling. Thanks very much. L- leave a comment if you're on SoundCloud. Let I me mean, know what you think, and uh, I'll see you again relatively soon compared with the eternity of, uh, the universe. See ya.